0: Welcome to Fresh Cut Grass. Light conversation
1: with turf grass professionals from across the turf industry, with your hosts, Jeff Fowler and Tanner Delval.
0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Fresh Cut Grass. My name is Jeff Fowler. One of your co-hosts, my my additional co-host, my partner in crime, my right hand man, my left hand—I don't know. I don't can't even come up with something for my left hand. Tanner Delval, Tanner, good to have you.
1: Good to be here. Well, happy New Year. Same to
0: you. Hey, can you? I, 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 we we're, we're about to embark on something that um, I never imagined would happen. This is this is episode one of season three. That's
1: crazy. Hard to believe. For fresh cut
0: grass. Isn't that nuts?
1: Yeah. I and mean, what is this, like, I don't know, 70, 80 episodes or so, somewhere in there?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think we're even pushing 90. Wow. Um, I, think we're, I think we've done on the average of about 45 a year for the last two years. Whoever would have thought that two square-headed kids like you and I were going to have a podcast where this was... Um, gonna last for three years
1: yeah well i think a you know a testament are the folks that are number one willing to listen to us jabber about stuff and then number two good people out there that are willing to come on and share their experience knowledge um i think that's the that's really i mean this isn't really even a job i enjoy doing this
0: no you're right this is kind of it's a lot of fun um it's not kind of fun it's a lot of fun yeah um and I'd love to hear from our listeners as I know you do um, you know last week we were at the National Sports field Managers Association conference. We were both there um, and I love running into people that are listeners, um, whether they're from Pennsylvania or whether they're from Spain um, who think that we're something that we're not <laughs> um, um, going on episode going on episode one of season three um and it's going to be a great year we're gonna we're gonna try some things different this year um just to mix things up gonna try some trivia try some um some guests that um maybe like a family feud kind of um set up um we'll, we'll we'll make it different it'll be it'll be it'll be a lot of fun
1: yeah you said we may even try to get our wives on here i think we should yeah i think that would be interesting
0: Yeah, we could that that would maybe be that would maybe be like a a good first trivia.
1: Oh, boy. Yeah. Are we going to ask them turf trivia?
0: (laughs) Oh, I think we should. And that way, anybody else that we have on that we ask trivia, we could say, no, you should. My wife, my wife answered it like this and Tanner's answered it like that. So you don't have to feel bad about giving us an answer. Just give us an answer. Yeah. No, I think that would be great. Yeah. No, I think it would be. I mean, your wife's your wife's the rock star. She's our intro um, that we use every week. So she's on here as much as you and I are. We just, oh, that's to, true. You know, she's just on here one time at the beginning and, you know, she's the the voice of the intro. Um, but yeah, I think we should try to get them on sometime.
1: Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, but, you hey, know, Salt, Salt Lake was great.
0: Yeah, it was a um, great town, um, for a conference. Um, interesting weather. I have to say, um, you and I actually took, um, a, a couple of minutes to run out to the lake Um, to see the Great Salt Lake. And um, we had to be right on top of it to actually even see any of it because it was so cloudy and foggy and misty. Um, Yeah, it was kind of snow, rain, a little bit of an inversion in the clouds. So it was definitely a different kind of weather, um, but we got to see it um, and um, feel the saltiness of the water. What, What were the numbers we read? It's seven times saltier than the ocean.
1: Yeah, it's like it varies from like seven to thirty uh, percent salt content and the ocean is like three. So yeah
0: and there's and there's no what was it? there's no outlets. Um, so it's just a big puddle. Um, so that water's not running anywhere. It only evaporates. And that's how the salinity gets higher and higher because the the salt stays there, obviously. And right now it's down probably,
1: it was like ten feet or something. It 10, was a lot,
0: yeah, down ten or fifteen feet. So um, the salinity was very high, um, but it was uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool to see. Um, the other side of the uh, the other side of the city was some of the best skiing in the world, um, up in Park City and Alt. Um, I'm not a skier like that. Um, that's real skiing. Um, I'm an East coast skier, um, bunny Hills, um, where it's like, I, if I fall, it just is between me and the ground, not like trees and 45% slopes. Yeah. Um, but those that ski had a great time going up to the mountain before or after the conference, um, to get their, their ski fix in, um, talk to a couple of people that um, had done that and, um, they loved it. Um, but but conference, yeah, conference is always good. It's good to always catch up with um, people that you know. And it's also even better to meet people that you don't know um, and get to know them and get to know their situation and the the challenges that they have in in their field environments or in their turf environments.
1: Yeah, I uh, actually met with someone in, uh, in my hotel who was there at the conference. And I spoke with him for probably about 45 minutes. And uh, he was from England. And so that was really interesting to talk about, you know, the different sports, the crops, the everything there, you know, about snow. I mean, it was colder in Salt Lake than it was here. Um, not a lot colder, but it was in the 30s, low 30s and upper 20s, you know, most of the time we were there. And that individual from, uh, from, uh, I guess, Britain is where he was from. He, um, he indicated that he only remembers it snowing where he lives like once or twice, you know, accumulating snow. So just interesting to, you know, number one, there's a little bit of a a dialect difference, you know, obvious and obvious one. So that was interesting. And then all we talk about, you know, fertilization and rainfall and stuff and everything's metric, you know, so I had to convert things in my head, not, you know, do the actual convert, but thinking about, you know, when he's talking about millimeters and kilometers per hour, I was just, you know, it's not something we're used to. And that's a great opportunity to just meet people from all over the world.
0: Yep, yep. A couple of couple of friends that um I've made over the years there from from the European countries and um and um European football soccer to us, um taking care of pitches for those fields. And it's always great to catch up with those those folks. And um I, I guess maybe to get the party started talking about conference is um one of the what the session that um probably most people that were there would remember um being, I won't say the highlight, but it was the opening session, and that was um, some folks from the University of Tennessee, John Sarakin and um, Dr. Trey Rogers from up at Michigan State talking about FIFA um, and the World Cup that's coming to the United States in 2026.
1: Yeah, that was, that was a really good, um, I was in that session, and it was um, very well attended. I mean, there was probably 1,500 people in there, and it was pretty interesting to to hear about all the planning that goes in for this event. Now, there it's probably going to be like the biggest sporting, you know, event or, you know, kind of thing that's going on in the future. I mean, obviously this past World Cup was such a huge, you know, thing and the undertaking of it, but coming to the not only the U S but North America, you know, because I believe that there are some sites in Canada. Um, I think there's two in Canada and like three down in Mexico.
0: Yep. Yep. If I'm, I'm looking at the list here, um, Boston, New York, Toronto, Philadelphia, Atlanta, Miami, Kansas city, Dallas, Houston, Monterey, Guadalajara, Mexico City, Vancouver, Seattle, San Francisco, and LA.
1: Yeah. So just talk about the distance, you know, between all of those places. Some of those are fields like Philadelphia, for instance. That's obviously a natural grass field um, and it's outside. But some of these stadiums, whether they're a lot of them are NFL fields or NFL stadiums, but some of them are not. And some of them are played indoors. And right. they're going to be playing um, on natural grass for all of these games um, and all of these sites, even if they're an inside dome. So it was interesting to hear you know, both of those professors talking about the logistics, um, the research that is already begun and what species are going to be used. Obviously, it's not going to be all the same. Um, you're probably not going to want to, you know, in Miami, you're probably not going to want to use a cool season grass. And conversely, my guess is probably in Toronto, you're probably not going to use a warm season grass, but I don't know. I mean, I think there's a lot of, um, I know that there's a lot of research that's being done on different practices, different species, um, not inventing new species or coming up with necessarily new ideas, but ways to maintain these fields to the standards that FIFA is going to require or desire um, and some of these situations like these indoor fields, I think they're going to be the biggest challenges is is from what I gathered, because you're talking about potential turf surfaces indoors for like what, 12 weeks, you know, up to 12 or 14 weeks.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's quite a, quite a time span. Um, for even for the pool play, um, you know, you have to get it in before pool play. And um, I don't know, I think as you move through, Um, They would probably move away from those indoor facilities, um, but maybe not either. I don't, I don't, I didn't um, catch any of that information, but Tanner, we were talking before the show. I think we need to try to get those guys on here.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, that would be phenomenal. I think that would be a great discussion. You know, if we can get one or both folks on here to talk about all of this that's going on and how universities are going to have a very heavy hand in all of these activities that are going to be happening, yeah. you know, between now and then, and then obviously during, you know, 26 and the world cup.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was certainly uh, a high point of early conference. Um, and then uh, the education sessions um, throughout the first couple of days days um, are just phenomenal. Um, I, I can't say enough about, uh, you can go into any session and learn something um, when you're at the national sports field managers conference there's something for the beginner and there's somebody there's something for the highest level of expert um and everything in between um so there's just always something you can listen to and learn from
1: yeah and there was something was it you and I having a discussion about people that attend the national conference once for the first time they like 90 percent of them come back again. Yeah, we did.
0: When I was on the board, um, we had done some surveys um, and um, once we, we always knew that once we got people to conference that we could get them back. Um, And it was like some crazy percentage. Like you say, 90% of the people who are first time attendees come back um, for a second time. Um, We didn't look, we didn't look further than that, but we know that you get them there once they're, they're hooked and they want to stay. It's like you, I mean, you and I, um, this was my, I think 24th in a row. Um, even through my cancer battles and all that stuff, I did I didn't miss one. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a it's a group of friends from all over the world.
1: Um, yeah, no, absolutely. I think that was my f- 16th. It's either yeah. my 15th or 16th one that I've attended. And um, I think there was only one in there that I may have missed, but yeah, it's um it's the best. I mean, I go, I like a lot of, I've been to the golf conference, which is a great conference, just a lot bigger. Um, This is a big conference, but man, you know, over the years, I feel like I've, you almost are friends with like half the people there, you know, it's like you see the face and maybe after a couple of years, then you start to know the names and things. And um, yeah, the, 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 the the conversations are great, but the, um, the turf education that you can get. Uh, through all the different topics. I mean, in front of me right here, I have, you know, a list of all the different talks that were, we're given. And we're talking about multiple rooms at the same time and on a, a tons of different topics, all the way from things like basic stuff. I mean, one of them was turfgrass 101, back to basics, um, with Dr. Greg Munshaw, who's fantastic, all the way up to some really high-level type stuff or or very specific things, maybe for um, major league baseball or minor league baseball or soccer. Um, really there's everything under the sun and there has not been a year that I've gone there and walked away and didn't learn a lot. Um, most of the time, my biggest problem is when I get the schedule and I'm looking, I'm like, I want to be in three places at one time. And you just can't, fortunately, if you do attend the conference or you are registered for the conference, all of the sessions are recorded and then they're all available. To everyone. So you can go back and you know watch something that you saw again if you didn't you don't remember something, or if you want to see something that you didn't get a chance to 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 be in. So I've got several that I want to go back um and look at when they when they do release that. So and, uh, and,
0: and that's all included with your registration fee. Yeah. Um, so you don't have to pay anything extra for that. Um, I'm, i guess I'm talking to our listeners out there. Um if, if you want to learn, um about sports turf management, I would highly recommend going
1: to conference because there were a lot of other things too. Um, Oh, there's uh, so much like I, I, like what I was getting at is that this, in my opinion, this is a conference that I do not ever want to miss. Um, And again, it's like you rub elbows with, and you know, when there's, you know, people are having drinks or something like that at different functions. And, you know, there's the opportunity to meet with people from all over the world, but also you know, people that maybe you look up to or would love to talk to, you know, a professional manager. I mean, they're right there, right next to you. You could chat with them. I mean, it's not like they're on their own or anything like that. Um, it's just a great group of folks.
0: Yeah, And people, people learn pretty quickly that those guys and ladies that are at the professional level, we're all at the professional level in our own, um, in our own right. Um, but those, those guys and ladies that are at that level, put their clothes, put their pants on just like you and I one leg at a time and they have the same struggles. Um, you know, so it's always interesting to hear what they come up with for solutions because they're, their athletes athletes um, are obviously getting paid a whole lot more than somebody at a high school level. Um, but, you know, it's um, it's just interesting to, to listen to, to all the different people talk and even about the same topic. Right. And, and different people, um, you know, you bring up a topic when you're sitting around a bunch of guys or ladies and or a combination of, and, you know, this group's talking about this and this group's talking about that. And then they start mixing and, and milding. um, and all of a sudden you have a solution to, to, a a problem.
1: Yeah. And, you know, you were talking about, you know, at the professional level, um, and athletes this year's keynote speaker at the, the luncheon that was on Wednesday was, uh, damari smith who is the i don't know what exa- his exact title is but he's basically in charge or the the head guy for the nfl players association so that was a really interesting topic um, i think he was a former lawyer um he uh he definitely knew what he was talking about and uh it was pretty cool how he opened it up he, he gave a little talk for about 10 15 minutes and then he opened it up for questions so then it was like 45 minutes of just the audience getting in line and just asking you know random questions about the league players um legal stuff um it was that was really interesting i i I did enjoy that that was that was a great session um and that was right before the
0: um annual meeting um of the association um so um that that led into that that um that meal and then um and you know it's a big crowd and that's where we kind of and I'm going to say this kind of tongue in cheek, but that's where the association introduced their new CEO for the first time um, in front of everybody. Um, Laura Simmons is the new CEO. um, And, you know, she stood up and um, introduced herself and talked about um, what her vision was for the association and where she sees us headed. Um, What a, what a fantastic lady she is. And I, I look forward to, to, um, Potentially, even having her on this show um, to talk about um, those the, the mission statement and the um, five year um, five year plan for the association and where she sees it going. Um, great, 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 great individual.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I guess going along that topic, the kind of the end of the conference, and we'll come back to some of the sessions. But you know, the end of the conference is. I guess somewhat similar and it is kind of like a meeting, but, um, it's the reception and awards banquet. Yeah. That's kind of like the culmination and the highlight that pretty much everybody goes to. Um, you know, there's always, you know, really good food. I think it was what a filet mignon and, uh, you know, it's very high class. Um, everybody gets dressed. It's a suit and tie type of a deal. Um, and then there's some awards that are given, actually a lot of awards, field of the year for all the different types of fields, soccer, professional level, uh, you know, college or high school level. Um, I don't know. What is there, like a dozen different fields that get awarded, something like that? Yeah,
0: because they, they award those three different levels, high school, college, and professional in all the major sports. Um, yeah. So they do soccer, softball, baseball, football, soccer. And then I think they do one for um, complex. Um, So, yeah, all those folks are there being recognized, um, get to hear a little bit about each of their fields and how they manage um, their fields and um, see pictures of it and and have them um, be around conference as well. It's always interesting to talk to those folks and they get identified with a ribbon on their name tag. Um, So if you run into them, you can always congratulate them at, you know, throughout the week and sit down and talk to them about what they did to, to win field of the year nationally.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely a, an achievement. And it's nice to for folks to be recognized. Absolutely. And speaking of recognition, Jeff. You won an award. You were given an award. I was um, given it. I was given an
0: award. I won't say I won an award. I get I was, that's a
1: good way to put it. I mean, I was, I was you given
0: an award. You
1: you definitely deserve all the recognition that you can get, and um, we are definitely grateful to have you um, as an asset to as a friend and as uh, on this podcast and, and working with you. But um, what was that award for? Or yeah, what was that award uh, for?
0: First, I'll say thank you. It was the um, President's Leadership Award, um, and the uh, James Bergdorf, or <clears throat> Bergdorf, who is the, um, the president this year, um, gave it to um, the search committee that um, searched out and found the new CEO on behalf of the association. Um, it was um, a great experience to be able to, it was first an honor to be asked because there's a lot of people um, who could be asked to be on that committee um certainly and most of them would have done a better job than I would have done or I did
1: I, I don't know um, about that
0: um but it was uh an honor to to be called and asked to be you know serve on that committee and it was just a fantastic group of people to work with um while we went through that search it was it was an 8 month process um between writing the job description and you know, looking at goals and objectives for what we wanted and sifting out applications and narrowing it down. And, um, you know, it was kind of weird because um, we weren't allowed to talk about it because it was all confidential, um, obviously, like any hire is. Um, so, I mean, I'd venture to say that you didn't even know what was going on. Nope, um, didn't have a clue. And, and um, it was it was a big part of my year. Um, and I was surprised, humbled, and honored to to be given that award.
1: You know, I got looking um, at previous award winners because I was looking up something for something else. And I noticed that you've gotten multiple national awards from them, haven't you?
0: Yeah, yeah. They, I, I think they're starting to run out of people to give them to. I so. don't
1: think so. I
0: don't <laughs> think so. Um, yes, I have been honored by multiple founders awards at the national level.
1: Yeah. I mean, getting a founder's award in, you know, to begin with is a, is rare and, you know, an achievement and you've gotten multiple ones. Um, so that's just a testament to the type of work that you do, Jeff. And I I know that the listeners are very, um, very appreciative for all that you do.
0: Thank you. I, I certainly feel like I have received more than I've given, um, but um, it's it's um, humbling to to be a part of such a great group. And I, um, when I accepted one of those founders awards at, at one of the banquets a few mm-hmm. years ago, um, you know they catch you off guard when they give them to you, and they they go up there and make you step all over your own feet when you accept that award and try to give a thank you, um, and then you um, then you get redemption the following year because you get to come back and give next year's award. Um, and you get to give a little bit of a of an appreciation speech at the um, acceptance award or acceptance presentation. Um, and um, it's, it is very humbling. Um, but I, I I've, I've said this before, and I'll say it again is um, when I go there, I feel like every single I feel like I have a friend in every um, every country, every county, every state that we have membership um because i feel like i could look those people up and call them and they would share whatever they wanted to you know whatever i ask them to share um whether it's how they do this or how they do that um or what they do to their fields or what they don't do to their fields or how they got to where they are um and that was driven home um very solidly when um when i was laying in a hospital bed in indianapolis um getting my chemo treatments um in my stem cell transplants. And some members of the show members of the association showed up at my room um in Indianapolis. And they weren't from Indy, they were actually from Iowa. Um they they drove down just to see me in the hospital, and that was um completely uncalled for. And um I'll just call him out, Tim Van Lu. Um, Tim's a, a real special guy to me, and um I think um he was on his way to Chicago from Iowa, and he bypassed into Indianapolis. Uh, and I, I told him later that he needed a new GPS.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: it's not it's not, a, not a direct line, but I, I I honestly feel I have friends all over the all over the world, so enough about that let's move on to something else yeah
1: sure well let's stick with the awards because i think it's important to you know we try to get really good folks on this podcast and and as friends and just for folks to meet some of the folks we've had on the podcast neither of you really maybe not know but um one of them um did win an award and you did know him and that was weston applefelder right yeah Weston
0: was um, Weston was given a founders award Weston if you remember um is it Austin FC down in Austin Texas he's the one if you remember turned us on to um that barbecue joint just outside of Austin and I ordered the brisket remember
1: I do I do yeah so it was nice to see that he he was given that award um when there were um I believe there's four founders awards each year Weston got one um Chad Price from Carolina Green got one. Yeah, Chad, uh, Kale... got, Go
0: Chad got Chad got the um, the Gill Award, which is the highest honor um, that the association gives, um, and there is no more deserving person than Chad. Um, he does a lot for the association, does a lot for the industry, um, grows a lot of great sod. And then, as you started to say, Cale Bigelow um, from Purdue University, um, who also does a lot for the industry and and uh, people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, K- Kale was given the Education and Founders Award, um, the Dr. Daniels Award. Yep. Um, and um, yeah, it's, just, it's always a good night. Speaking of Purdue and education, um, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the Student Challenge. Absolutely. Um, yep. um, student Challenge, which you're very active involved with um, the Student Challenge and pulling that off. Um, and it's always a great, it's always one of the highlights of the week um to see so many young people what you had 24 teams this year uh yeah i think that was right yeah 24 so 24 teams of four people basically um young people um from all over um all over the country um competing in a kind of a quiz bowl um kind of thing um and purdue purdue university actually won it um on the four-year side on the four-year side yep they um They tied with Penn State uh, on the four-year side, but criteria, they used some criteria to break the tie. And I I think that Dr. McNitt told me they got to the second criteria um, to break the tie, and Purdue won. So um, Purdue was first, Penn State was second, and um, Iowa State was third, I believe. And then on the other side, the two-year side, um, Penn State's two-year program um, won that contest. And I believe they were uh, in second was University of Maryland, and I believe third was Kirkwood Community College. That uh, could if be, I, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, that could be. Um, but, so yeah, that that's obviously um, that's a highlight, definitely for the for the students. And that was my first t- taste of STMA. Um, oh, is that right? It was. Yeah, I never had attended. I was in college and. I guess it was in my second year um as a turf student and heard something about you know competition and I don't if it was Dr. McNitt or someone had suggested that I take there was actually like a test that you take to get placed right on the different teams and uh so I actually competed 3 years um that was we're going back into like 2008 9 10 or 9 10 where, 11 where was that conference? Uh, so I think the first one I attended was in San Jose. I okay. think that's where the first one was. I think there was yeah. one in Phoenix, and I don't remember where the other one was. If it was in Texas somewhere, it might have been San Antonio. San, probably, or...
0: probably one of the probably one of the snowy nights in Texas.
1: Yeah, I can't remember because you know I've been to so many since then, and some of them have been repeat towns. And yep, yep. Um, Maybe so, I maybe so I, I got too many. I, too many. I, too many. I, Go ahead.
0: I got to ask you this too, though. Who was on that first team with you?
1: Who, do you remember? Do you remember the other students? I think I do. I think I remember. I'm pretty sure I do. So I don't want to get in trouble for being wrong, but I think the first, the first team was myself, Matt Elmore, who is now a doctor, Matt Elmore at Rutgers. Um, I think Matt Nadell, who was uh, Jeff Borger's, uh, like a technician. Yeah. He was also a student. Yep. And I think Mark Peasley um who is um he's still in the business I think down in the Philadelphia mm-hmm. area. Um I think he was on that team as well. Okay. But we ended up winning all 3 years that I was on that team. We won first place for the four year. Uh, I'm not not gloating, but I'm just saying, I don't I, know. I remember how many teams there were. There might have only been like 3 teams, I don't know. <laughs> so, I, I, um that's been a, it's been a big hit ever
0: since we and I say we because the education <laughs> committee um actually is the one that kind of came up with that um, that whole student challenge kind of copied it from the um golf the golf industry, and they have a quiz bowl at their student challenge at their conference. um and we kind of piggybacked on that and it's been it's been a great opportunity to bring young people to conference um, and have them be a part of it.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. So the only reason
0: I asked that question is I thought that Kristen Althaus was on that team that that you were on but maybe she was not
1: she she might have been that now I think they competed before me a Kristen okay. I think was a I think she was a little bit ahead of me in school yeah. okay um there's, there's
0: somebody else then that was on a team with her
1: yeah that might have been the year before me she might have been on my team that first year but I I can't remember I does, been, it, the, the people that I mentioned were definitely on teams that I was on and there were a few other folks too but doesn't um, doesn't matter i just we're going um, back <laughs> yeah yeah
0: um yeah, yeah wait till you get wait wait till you get on my side of the on my side of the arena um when you look back and you can't remember stuff that you just did for um
1: this morning and what what are we talking about anyway yeah oh. <laughs> um, well um well so i like now obviously i don't help <clears throat> i'm not based up at university park so i don't do any teaching with the students but Being a member of the association, you can also be a part of all these different committees, which is great because that's another way you can meet multiple times throughout the year online. um, It used to be on the phone, but now it's, you know, through Zoom with other folks. So I'm on the student challenge committee uh, that helps run it. Um, I'm not in charge of it by any means. I mean, I just help grade like this year. I helped grade in the last couple of years. I helped grade some of the some of the short answer questions. But um, it's it's definitely um, it's rewarding. Um, yeah. It's nice to see that how how smart some of these students are.
0: Yeah, I I chaired that committee a couple times just to to keep the ball rolling for us, and um, it's always amazing. There's some great people that sit on that committee um, who are super super intelligent who come up with the questions and um, the way it gets presented to the students, um, kind of the practicality of it, but also a great way to measure knowledge as well.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of work that Kristen puts into that. I mean, it's it's she it's a huge undertaking. Her and and Sarah Martin. Um yeah. she's she's been heading that up now and it's um they I, do a great job.
0: Uh, Kristen actually is the one that asked me to be the chair one year, and I told her only if she was gonna stay long enough to get me through the year, because I wasn't gonna do it without her doing being being my my right hand person. She's
1: Absolutely. Great. She's got great. No, It's definitely a highlight to it, to attend this conference. And then as far as the, um, the, the different talks that go on, I attended a few, um, one of them, which was, which was, uh, Dr. Goatley had given a great talk, um, kind of like troubleshooting problems. It was pretty interesting to see some of the things I'm sure he'd probably find some of the stuff that we see interesting, but seeing some of the pictures that him and uh, Dr. Munshaw had put up there with some problems and seeing 300 people trying to solve the problem, but and you know, coming up with the process and what questions to ask. That was a really good talk. Yeah, um, that, and that really is what problem solving
0: is, right? Is the process that we use to solve it. Um, It's not necessarily coming up with the answer, um, although that's always a benefit. Um, But it's really, you know, you got to think through the process. It's a thinking process, not because we've said time and time again, there's no recipe for, um, you know, a, a chemical application um, to control pythium um, or whatever disease we're talking about. Um, you know, it's, there's no prescription. We got to, we got to figure out what works best. And, and that's exactly what, um, Mike and and Greg were getting at in that session.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, there was a talk about that I attended that was about using, you know, some of the biostimulant and, you know, um, how'd that go? That was a great talk. Um, I was interesting, interested to see how uh, Dr. Henry was going to cover it, and he went through it in a in a very good manner. And I think it'd be cool if we could maybe get him on the podcast and do a talk, um, something you know, have a discussion with some of that type of stuff. Looking at some of the research they've done on some of these materials that are touted as you know, biostimulants, maybe yeah. liquid aeration type materials. Um, it's pretty interesting. They've actually done university research because some of these materials that are pushed out there, while they may have benefits, um, and probably a lot of them do, um, in a lot of cases, I haven't seen a lot of university research on it. And so it was nice to see. Um, There were definitely some interesting results that they had, and some of which I did not expect and some which I did expect. So it was interesting.
0: Yeah, I I did not get to that talk, um, but I did talk to Dr. Henry. Um, on Monday um, in another room about something else and um, I I think that we're we're, I think we are going to we need to try to get him on to talk about that um, on the show and that's the other thing um, you know there were a lot of other people that you and I mentioned that we've had on this show um, you know that were at conference Um, you know we've already mentioned a few of them um, but Um, let's, let's just say, um, if any of you, we, we say this at the end of every show, but if any of you saw the talk this week, when you were at conference that you want us to try to get these folks on, um, you know, on the show, we'd be happy to try to do it. Just give us a, give us a shout, shoot us an email and we'll do our best to try to get them on.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, the other thing that's a big thing at the conference that we did not mention is the trade show. Huge, huge. Yeah, it's a it's a great trade show. I don't know how many booths there are there. And we say booth, I mean it's not like a just a table. I mean, there's there some of them are ranging from like an eight or ten foot wide by you know 10 foot deep type area to some like I think the uh like the Toro and the John Deere and the site one. Some of those folks had really large exhibit space. Yeah. Um so there's a lot of equipment there. Um, seed folks, fertilizer folks, um it's uh
0: was there anything anything on the show showroom floor that um caught your attention?
1: um a lot of equipment that I had no idea what it was for. Uh, I will say that, so I I was just go and kind of poke around and ask what some of these pieces of equipment for. A lot of like cultivation type equipment um stuff for fields um i'm always like abi they always have a, a booth there or like a you know a, a exhibit space and some of the attachments that you can get on their like infield groomers and things that's always interesting toro um always has a really nice booth um redexum they always have some really and that was i think the first one that you see when you walked in yep it was um, right there at
0: the entrance
1: they're the folks that manufacture like the Drain and the Vertiquake and some of these real big PTO type driven um, attachments that can go on to, you know, some larger tractors. Um, you know, obviously a lot of that is for higher end turf, but there are contractors out there. We've mentioned some of these types yep. of equipment and practices that, you know, you can contract out uh, probably in in most of your areas. Um, so that was interesting. There's a lot of giveaways and stuff. You can get, you know, hats and shirts and stuff like that. Um that's if a I, if I come home with
0: another hat, my wife will probably throw me out of the house though. So <laughs> I always skip the hat giveaways.
1: So we had um well, my wife, you know, my wife went along and we went through there and she likes getting different hats and stuff and I go through hats a lot. So she got a couple things for me, but She brought a pioneer hat home when I think we had Doug on the show. Yeah, we we had
0: Doug. Yep. We had Doug on.
1: Yeah. So um, she went to, I guess, his booth and she got um, like a winter hat. And then the day after we got home, I forget where I was, but my wife was with my son and she texted a picture and all he wanted to do. Oh, they were at the library and he had that. Pioneer hat on. I should send it to Doug. <laughs> that's
0: that's it, your son's our biggest fan, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, he's our, he's our biggest fan. You know, walking the trade show floor, um, it's not everybody's thing. Um, but I will say, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, you know what caught my eye this year? Two different things. Um, a lot of battery operated equipment um, that has extended life on the batteries. I'm not talking about getting a, a power drill that runs out in 20 minutes. Um, we're talking about electric work carts that go for an entire day without being plugged in um, and have just as much power as a gas or diesel operated one. Um, that was one thing that caught my eye and the robotics um, caught my eye you know, kind of drew my attention. Everything from painters to mowers to um all that stuff that that get is being done robotically now. Um you know, I, I I think they are tools that um we're having a hard people get you know hard time getting people to stay around the industry um for a lot of different reasons and that's a, a topic that um you and i aren't gonna fix sitting in our little holes in our in the world that, and in the industry that we that we live in but um there are ways to get around it um, oh yeah and robotic mowers um they're not they're not going away they're not going away um gps guided um you know sprayers and mowers and equipment um that won't double spray anywhere um you could you could put you could put Maverick, who's your son four, on that tractor to drive the sprayer out across the field, and it wouldn't let him double spray anywhere. He could drive circles, yeah. and and each each nozzle is independently um, driven that will shut off when it's already sprayed there. Um, yeah, it's pretty wild. It's it's crazy stuff. Crazy stuff.
1: Yeah there's um, folks there's folks that are you know like those painters too I actually spoke while we were at the conference I got a call from someone back home in, here in Pennsylvania um through just discussion he said that he is going to have his fields he, he hires a company that's going to come in this year to paint his soccer fields and some of the other fields with a, with with a I guess a with, robotic or you know yeah, a with a
0: ro- with a robotic painter
1: yeah so i mean it's being used and that gentleman um it, You know, I don't think they have an endless supply of, you know, money. So, I mean, I think some of these things are becoming more and more affordable.
0: Yeah, well, and I think that they're also, um, they're looking at cost versus, um, you know, expense versus income. Um, You know, it takes a long time for, and to do a field right, it takes more than one person. And it takes a whole day Um, to paint a football field, for example, um, you know, it takes three people a whole day. Yep. And um, that's a lot of time for a little rinky dink school, um, out in the, the, the hinterlands of, of any state, um, to set aside just to, to paint a field.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That individual that I was talking about is our, our buddy, Bobby. Um, and he's been on the show, so definitely yeah. it'll be, it'd be interesting to catch up with him again and and talk about, you know, yeah. how that, how that worked out yep. for him. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I saw, you know, there was a, a neat piece of equipment, um, I like some of like the ride on sprayers and spreaders. Yep. Um, I know steel green was there. They had a piece of equipment that was pretty interesting. It's kind of like, I think it was a 150 gallon or 140 gallon sprayer. That's more like a kind of more compact, um, bigger than just a standard ride on type that you'd use for lawn care, but nimble enough to get in some smaller areas, but uh, like an all liquid machine. Puts out an enormous amount of water. Um, so that was really neat to see that piece of equipment there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All those things and um, probably get demos if you talk to the right guy um, or lady, um, get them to come out to your field and and or in, out to a yard and do do demos for
1: you. I'm glad you brought that up. So a couple of years ago, I was at, Est- at this conference at the trade show and I forget where I think it might have been Denver. And Billy Goat was there. You know, they make a bunch of equipment, um, some pretty neat stuff. And I had seen a piece of equipment there. Then I I got to talk to the guy, and he came out when we got home. Eventually, you know, once the weather kind of turned a little bit and got nicer, came out and demoed. Just like I said, I didn't have to pay anything. Came out and demoed, um, and he brought multiple pieces of equipment. And I ended up purchasing um, one of the ones that I didn't think I was interested in, but I ended up using it and being like whoa this is something that i'd like so um yeah that's a a great opportunity for folks to see new equipment um yep. and make yep. contact with some of these folks for and, sure. and
0: and not only at the national level but you know our, our local associations do the same thing um, most local associations do a summer field day um and have a lot of equipment and vendors around that allow us to drive i just remember a couple of years ago we had cafmo had one down at um at Reading, And I think it was an aerator, a ride on aerator that you wanted to, you were interested in seeing and, um, we got them demonstrated, you know, got it demonstrated. And so those, those opportunities are countless out there. And I guess that's the take home message, right? Is don't, don't miss an opportunity to learn something new or to talk to somebody you don't know. Um, because it's a, it's a great opportunity to learn. Yep.
1: Um, I guess the only other thing, um, that I wanted to mention about the conferences and we kind of touch bases like the socialization aspect, but a lot of different States that have organizations may have like a night out or something like that. And yeah, every year it's, it's, that's that's one of my favorite things to do is because everyone from friends and friends of Pennsylvania, you know, there's folks that are from other States that are like really good friends with, you know, you working up at little league and whatnot. Like I'm thinking Alan. Yeah. Um, these folks, you know, they attend, and it's nice. It's just real casual, you know. We can have a drink and just, you know, for a couple hours, just uh, very informal discussions. You know, it was at a at a restaurant. Yeah, it's was-
0: it, it's it's interesting because um, we don't all get together, you know. Throughout, we're all in different segments of the industry and have different ties. A lot of them are um, exhibitors or vendors that are there, um, and you don't necessarily see them at at, at the mm-hmm. educational sessions. So um capmo's always been the kind of the, um uh what's the word i want kind of the the, the go to 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 get those groups together um because we feel we 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 feel like we owe the students of penn state and del when they show up um the opportunity to get to know people in the industry um and you know they they do a pretty good job of making those kids they're not kids making those students interact with people um you know different segments of the industry and it's just a good opportunity for them to kind of co with other people in the industry and yeah my my little league ties um we have some honorary CAFMO members for for pennsylvania because they come to help us at williamsport and um i just enjoy having them around it's a it's a one of the nicest best groups of people i've ever been around on a regular basis
1: Oh yeah. No, that was a that was always great. We usually get, you know, what a 40 to 60 people.
0: Yeah, I think we had 60 or 65 there the you know last week. Um but yeah, it was a it was a good time and you know it was kind of a, the the establishment we had it in was located a little bit further away from the convention center so it wasn't jam packed other than with us. Um and it was it was good. It was a nice place. It um, worked out really well
1: yeah now looking ahead to the next one folks want to know when the next one is it'll be next year in january it's usually always in january and it's in daytona beach
0: yeah um it is and how can you go wrong in daytona beach right
1: yeah i Um, saw the it looks like the conference center and that's all like right on the beach it is were you there before i was not
0: really you didn't go to the one the last time
1: it was there no um that might have been the one that i missed
0: the hotel is right across the street from the convention center and the hotel is beachfront. Um, you walk out the front door, walk out the front door and you go to the convention center, walk out the back door and you're on the beach, um, in Daytona. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a pretty good setting. Um, lots of things to do, um, warm weather. Um, so for you golfers, you can take your clubs along and, um, chase that little white ball around if you want to um, after conference is over, of course. Uh, but yeah, lots of opportunities in Daytona. And then um, if I'm not mistaken, the next year, it's going to another warm weather um, going to Palm Springs, California.
1: That's right. Cause that's where it was supposed to be when we had the COVID year. Yeah. had to COVID, go virtual.
0: Yep. COVID shut it down the last time it was supposed to be there. So um, I think that's where it's going next year.
1: Yep. Not in California. So two,
0: two warm weather places in the next
1: two years. Yeah, that'll be nice. Yeah. For so, sure. yeah,
0: great conference. Um, I think we just did a really nice job of summarizing it for our listeners. Um, as you and I talked uh, before the show, um, we're going to mix some things up this year um, in season three. It's not going to be like season one or season two where um, we're, we're going to try to play some some trivia games um, around around turf information. Obviously, um, we, we've got some things planned to do a game kind of like um, family feud um uh, 100 people were surveyed and the top answer was um and we're actually interviewing some people during some talks that you're going to be doing here in the next couple of weeks um I'm really looking forward to seeing some of those answers that'll be cool oh yeah um we're going to we're going to pull in some fifa folks um you know to talk about world cup a little bit more And it is not going to be just a one time thing because um, you know world cup is 4 years away um
1: yeah, it's, it's going to be great. Um, it's going to be a good year. We're going to try to, we'll definitely get some new folks on here, maybe some, some folks we've had before. Um, and again, we're always looking for suggestions. Um, yep. I mean, there's a lot of folks out there, but we don't know everybody. And uh, there's probably some things that, issues that you're dealing with or um, any kind of a topic you think would be good for us to bring up. And we might even try to recruit some listener participation in the future as well. Yeah, so,
0: yeah. Hey Tanner, I got the first trivia question for you.
1: Oh, we're gonna get
0: we're gonna get this thing started. If somebody had a topic that they wanted to give to us to have us address, how would they get that to us?
1: Well, I guess I'd have to give them my cell phone number. Oh no, wait, we have an email address, freshcutgrass at psu.edu.
0: And that's a great way to get a hold of us if you have topics um, that you want us to address um we we check that email all the time um so don't be afraid to throw us something if you have our cell phone number certainly um you can send it to us but um yeah shoot us an email and we'll get it um especially if you're from um across the pond um because you don't know what time it is here um when you call me um or call tanner so shoot us an email and then we'll call you um but yeah give us topics that you want us to address Um, anything you want covered. I think um, it's going to be a great year and we look forward to, to um, getting this thing started. Absolutely. um, We're going to go ahead and call this one an episode and look forward to having everybody next week um, when we um, continue to expand our knowledge um, with quiz show number one Um, um, for next week's show. um, We have some guests that have been on the show prior um, I'm not going to tell you who they are, um, but we have some guests coming back who have been here. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to play a little trivia pursuit or a little trivia game, um, to see how get this thing started. Tanner's been great having you, um, again, this year or this week. And I'll um, remind our listeners, fresh cut grass at PSU.edu. If you have any issues or topics that you want us to address, feel free to get a hold of us.
1: Yep, absolutely. Well, um, that was a great episode. Uh, hopefully, it encourages folks to uh, join uh, their local chapter and/or the National um, Sports Field Managers Association, which at one its previous name was STMA Sports Turf Manager Association, but now it's Sports Field Managers Association. And um, looking forward to uh, hopefully meeting some new folks next year. But I will talk to all you folks uh, along with Jeff on our next episode uh, next week. So everyone, take care.